Hello and welcome to the latest Marketing Week Explores podcast, where we look to dissect some of the biggest industry topics. My name is Lucy Tesseris and I'm the Features Editor at Marketing Week, and I'm joined today by reporter Ellen Hammett. Today we're going to be discussing loyalty and the evolving nature of loyalty schemes. For a long time, the standard reward mechanism has been spend money, earn points, claim rewards, but brands are starting to rethink how and what they're rewarding customers for. Tesco and Sainsbury's have both indicated they could be set to overhaul their respective loyalty card schemes, Club Card and Nectar, which is symptomatic of a wider trend that sees brands looking to encourage long-term use and deeper engagement rather than just spend. Brands are looking instead to reward the right type of behaviour. So Ellen, you've been doing a lot of research into this area. What have been the biggest changes in loyalty over the past 12 months? So most of us probably have at least one stamp card uh, from a coffee shop in our wallets. But like you say, loyalty schemes have come a long way um, since brands started rewarding people based on how much they spend. And on top of that, with e-commerce, fierce competition, especially in retail, and people tightening their purse strings as they hump the best deals, it's become increasingly difficult for brands to offer something that will actually earn long-term loyalty. Most shopping is based on convenience, for example, location, prices, availability. If you live nearer to a Tesco than Sainsbury's, you're probably not going to walk an extra mile to Sainsbury's just to get your nectar points. And let's face it, we're also lazy and we don't want to work too hard for discounts and freebies and points can take a long time to rack up and people get bored, which has led to a number of brands actually scaling back their rewards and subsequently losing customers, while others experiment with different ways to keep them coming back. And one big change that's happened over the last 12 months is tenure. So earlier this year, Sainsbury's began trialling a completely new version of its Nectar scheme where customers receive points based not just on how much they spend, but how frequently they shop and how long they've been a customer. So the more loyal someone is to Sainsbury's in the long run, the more they'll be rewarded. Simple. Which is also what Sky started doing last summer um, with Sky VIP after customers moaned that new subscribers were getting better deals. And on top of that, it was to try and reduce churn amid competition from BT and Netflix. Um, Like Sainsbury's Nectar scheme, Sky VIP rewards tenure, which it thinks will help to drive an emotional connection. It's already got 1.8 million subscribers and says it's on track to get 4.5 million by the end of the year. The issue with tenure-based schemes is that what happens when somebody wants to take a break? So customers that have been with a brand for a number of years, but say a life circumstance like having a baby or moving country means they need some time off. Do they suddenly lose those years that they've clocked up? And with Sainsbury's, what about customers that shop on an occasional basis but spend big when they do? They'll probably start shopping somewhere else that can offer something more worth their time and spend. Yeah, no, I think that's um, that's a fair point. And um, what about rewarding people based on engagement? Is that something that um, we're seeing more of as well? Yes. So then you have someone like Virgin, which um, wants people to interact with gaming mechanics to earn points and open vaults. So that's one way that a brand is rewarding engagement. And similarly, women's fashion retailer Simply B launched um, its own loyalty scheme earlier this summer, which rewards engagement after it conducted some research, which found that shoppers feel they have to work too hard for rewards that come from point collecting systems. 
But interestingly, what Simply Be is also trying to do is create a community. So the rewards they might offer include invites to events, competitions, and gifts from third-party brands like makeup and beauty. Um, And creating a community is especially good if you're trying to target female shoppers because women are firstly much more likely to have an emotional connection with a brand and also generally more engaged than men when it comes to shopping and taking part in things. Uh, All you have to do is look to the US and you can see how successful Sephora has been with that with its Beauty Insider program, which has over 10 million members. It's a tier-based program, so people spend money to reach a certain status, which also unlocks new perks the higher up you get. And then you look on Twitter and you can see people boasting about their status and, you know, the early access they're getting to sales and products. Um, In the UK, ASOS is doing something similar with its A-list scheme. So it's about being part of kind of that that kind of brand community then that's actually really valuable for consumers. Interesting. And um, with all of these new types of um, reward schemes... What about the kind of the older kind of the the points based systems like the advantage card is one that I know that I personally use on a regular basis and it works really well. So what's happening with the more traditional points based systems, do you think? Yeah, Boots Advantage card is the one card that I also use (laughs) on a regular basis. And obviously, um, with all these new things coming, rewarding engagement and tenure and creating communities, that doesn't mean that traditional point systems don't work. Um, Like you say, Boots Advantage card is wildly successful to this day, and it launched in 1997. It's got 18 million members. um, And interestingly, research shows that 53% of all UK loyalty subscribers have an advantage card um so obviously boots is doing something right and people are happy to you know spend money and just get points back yeah um again superdrugs beauty card which works on a similar basis has 12 million members and that's only been around since 2011 um and obviously cafe nero stamp card feels like it's never gonna go away mm-hmm. <laughs> although most stamp cards will become digitized and smartphone based mm. so it's only a matter of time before boots follows in the footsteps of tesco club card and makes it contactless which i'm surprised they've not done already mm. Mm. and we've talked about all of the things that do work but is there anything that definitely doesn't work okay so Waitrose scrapped part of its loyalty scheme earlier this year. Um, It's pick your own offers scheme because people complained it was too confusing, Mm. which I think, again, is further proof that people don't want to work too hard for rewards. And for Waitrose, luckily, free coffee and newspapers seem to do the trick. Interestingly, part of Sainsbury's New Nectar includes a similar initiative where customers can choose their own offers via the app from a curated list based on the products they buy the most. So we'll have to see whether that one sinks or swims. Um, Elsewhere on the high street, Marks and Spencer's Spark Scheme, which rewards a number of different behaviours including engagement, frequency, basket size and social media engagement, in theory, should be loyalty gold because it gives people choice and control over the awards they receive. But again, the general consensus is that it's convoluted, confusing, poorly personalised. And actually, when I was doing some research into this, I came across a forum thread on Mumsnet, and mums are not happy with the scheme, (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that. Um, So 
I guess it looks like there's no absolute magic formula. Mm. It'll be a case of individual brands and retailers deciding who their audience is, what they want, and what creates the best value for both the business and customers. That might be tenure, engagement, making them feel a part of something bigger, or even a simple points for pounds system or a free coffee. Um, But most people that I've spoken to uh, say creating an emotional engagement with people should be a priority for any business with a loyalty scheme or wanting to build one. So I think that's something that should be bared in mind. Brilliant. Well, that's been really interesting, Ellen. Thank you so much for for everything that you've um, told us today. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, If you want to find out more about um, the future of loyalty, Ellen has written a fantastic feature um, about how brands are rethinking loyalty with input from Sky and Virgin Red, Simply Be, and lots of others, um, which is online on marketingweek.com now. So that's definitely worth a read. Um, And please do subscribe to our podcast, which you can find on iTunes. So um, thanks again for listening.